PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast where we continue to drop board bombs. I'm here with Iltafat Hussein, joined by Dr. Blake Briggs, comma, assistant professor of emergency medicine. <laughs> Congratulations, Blake. Really excited for you. A new chapter. Um, so, you know, we'll talk about this later, but Blake will no longer be a part of the podcast now that he's leaving the Wake Forest <laughs> community. And this is his last pod. And uh, yep. it's going to be bittersweet. Just joking. <laughs> we're still going to be doing this thing. And we'll get into the deets on how we're going to still make it work later. But this is a continuing collaboration that we have with ASAP. We've been collaborating with ASAP to provide them podcasts based on their legendary peer database. For every 15-minute episode, we drop high-yield board knowledge. Check us out at EM Board Bombs on Twitter and also on Instagram. We have an awesome airway module on our website, emboardbombs.com. Hey, let's get into this topic. Let's do it. A 30-year-old male presents with new-onset unilateral hearing loss after the 4th of July. He explains that due to fireworks being canceled because of what he describes as, quote, the plan-demic, end quote, <laughs> he states he was forced to go to South Carolina in order to purchase, quote, big boss, end quote, fireworks. <laughs> Unfortunately, after he lit one of those, quote, big boss, end quote, fireworks, he was trying to capture a slow-motion video for his Instagram feed and stayed too close this caused the explosion to happen right next to him uh, but he says he got an awesome slow-mo he only allows you to examine him though after he is able to explain to you how 5g and coronavirus are related explaining to you that you should never get a 5g phone i'm sold sold done <laughs> after you're thoroughly convinced <laughs> <laughs> His vital signs are normal, and he otherwise is asymptomatic. A thorough physical examination is done, and it's normal, except for the presence of a perforated tympanic membrane. Hmm. Now, I just want to emphasize this. This question is going to be on your boards, and you're going to nail it. And you just have to nail this. This is like (laughs) one of the easiest ones. But what is the most appropriate initial radiographic evaluation? This is key, initial radiographic evaluation. Mm -hmm. A, abdominal CT. B, abdominal ultrasound. C, brain CT. D, chest x-ray. Hey, Dr. Briggs, what's the correct answer? Well, unfortunately, I don't see uh, a choice E for a pan scan. The correct answer. I'm waiting for that epic order to go <laughs> in. Instead of ordering everything separately, it's like just type in pan scan. Yeah. And it just automatically defaults. Yeah. <laughs> Including thoracic lumbar spine. <laughs> and CTA of the neck. Don't forget. There we go. That. CTA of the neck. Yeah. Correct answer here in this answer choice will be D, chest x ray. Chest x ray. All right. I yeah. like it. Not, the old reliable. Not brain CT. <laughs> not brain CT. Yeah. What do we got going on here? So this patient obviously has a tympanic membrane perforation. That's not where they're going to get you. They're going to assume nope. that you're going to know a blast injury is going to cause a TM perforation. So the key thing here is you need to be doing a chest x ray 
for all patients that look obviously have a blast injury uh, with pulmonary complaints or or this is the key signs of a primary blast injury this includes tympanic membrane rupture even in the absence of pulmonary symptoms that's so key this is such an easy question mm-hmm. to get on the boards mm-hmm. you're obviously you know oftentimes you're going to have like a factory worker or someone who's involved in some other event and they're going to look completely fine and the key answer to our series is going to be chest x-ray and because you listen to our pod you got it right yeah for sure and we're going to get into a second here about the different blast waves just to remind you you can check out our prior podcast episode way back in the day over back a year ago day. back in the day back before we were doing this thing with pierre and yeah. we were just we we're just humble humble podcasters. young guns you know i don't think we were ever <laughs> humble i think we were ever humble but <laughs> hey humility doesn't make it far in this business all right let's review the blast wave injuries here so this is a quick review. If you want a full podcast on blast wave injuries and all the particulars of them, you need to refer to that podcast. Here, we're just going to hit you with this because this is also a test question source. And this is why this test question, the answer is correct because it's based off of uh, blast injury types. Right, right. So we've got four types. The first is going to be a primary blast injury. This is air from the blast hitting you. And you got to think about hollow organs, right? So high pressured air, when it moves, it affects air-filled organs like the middle ear, lung, GI tract. And the lung is the most common cause of death. Right. The ear is the most common injury from primary blast injuries. A lack of tympanic membrane rupture, however, does not eliminate the risk of injury to other organs. That's why Iltifat was saying, if you have a patient that comes in and they have a normal tympanic membrane, but they have pulmonary symptoms, obviously you're still going to get a chest x-ray. It's a no-brainer. Obviously. 40% of blast lung patients had normal tympanic membranes. This is the real-life connection here. So for the test, easy. Tympanic membrane rupture or pulmonary complaints with a blast injury, you're 100% getting a chest x-ray. Right, right. In real life, though, this is just to let you know, as a listener, that a lot of patients that come in from blast injuries, if you're just looking at tympanic membrane saying, normal tympanic membrane, good to go, get out of here, that's not the right call. 40% of patients with blast and lung injuries had normal tympanic sure. membranes. So really where we're going with this is, get chest yeah, x-rays on everybody that <laughs> comes in. Secondary blast injuries are objects thrown at you. And these are kind of the cool ones in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, when you see stuff flying. Yeah. In the tertiary blast injury, you're thrown. Pretty straightforward. Again, in the movies, you go In the fly. movies, in the movies. If it's um, Tom Cruise in oh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, you don't get thrown. He, he gets like 20 tertiary blast awesome injuries. He aviators, yeah. and yeah. he's just like slowly, in slow-mo, cue it all. Have you ever seen that YouTube video of uh, from Lonely Island on uh, Cool Guys Don't Look at Explosions? <laughs> I'm really excited to look at that. Go look at that later. Yeah. And then the uh, last one is a quaternary blast injury. This is just... This is the funniest one, I think. This is like any injury associated with a blast. So you can have burns, lacerations, crush injuries, radiation exposure, basically environmental injuries. Even chronic disease exacerbations are included here. Pretty crazy. So that's a quick review here. What do you typically see on the radiograph? What are you looking for on the chest x-ray? So this is a classic board thing, too. Yeah, classic board question as well. Uh, Chest x-ray, and even if you're getting like a CT of the chest, you're going to be seeing interstitial and alveolar filling defects and error bronchograms. So this butterfly pattern is the butterfly effect. often <laughs> described. Yeah. Um, and radiographs are oftentimes positive at time of arrival to the ER, but you know, these patients can be asymptomatic. So they might necessarily, if they're coming straight from that area, it might take some time for you to see something on chest x-ray. Hey, but Blake, so, you know, we're talking about chest x-ray. Why not just CT everyone? That's a million dollar question right here. Or maybe the $5,000 question. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, if you add them up, all the CTs ordered <laughs> that's what I'm in, saying. in America on a daily basis. Right. Um, 
So emergency physicians, you got to have a low threshold for evaluating patients radiographically after blast injury. We've established clearly that chest x-ray is the right call in the vast majority of blast injury patients. However, the evidence of a tympanic membrane rupture alone is not just an automatic indication to pan scan people right. or to CT their abdomen or chest. Key for the boards. Key for the boards. It's not right. And remember, the bowel is the third most common hollow organ to be injured to a blast injury. That is after, of course, tympanic membrane being number one and the lung being number two. Nevertheless, this is when observation and management and serial examinations come into play, right? Right. If you see the patient has a ruptured tympanic membrane and they are otherwise fine, their chest x-ray is normal, you can basically have an observation period, and you should because of the delayed manifestations, as Ildefot just said, these patients present often asymptomatic to the ER if they came directly from the site. So tympanic membrane rupture alone is not indication to perform also a brain CT scan after a blast injury. And again, serial examinations, neural exams, admit to a trauma team service, that would be the better call here. And I would think that's where some of our listeners might have thought, oh, you're getting an automatic brain CT because somehow it's correlating with some sort of intracranial traumatic injury. But that's not necessarily the case. No, it's not. It's typically not. Hollow viscous organs are more often affected. Yep. Hey, break it down real quick. Take us out. Yep. Nice, easy, quick topic here. So in descending order of frequency, remember that the most commonly injured organs from blast injuries of all types are going to be number one, tympanic membrane, number two, lung, and number three, bowel. The most common primary blast injury, as we talked about, is the tympanic membrane perforation. So as we talked about, given the tympanic membrane sensitivity to transmitted overpressure, patients exposed to a blast, they should be evaluated for perforation and the presence of any TM rupture. That should heighten high suspicion for other injuries if it's there. Asymptomatic patients that have intact tympanic membranes, they rarely develop other blast injuries. However, as we talked about, 40% of patients with blast lung can have a normal intact tympanic membrane and they present it later. So observation is good. Keeping these patients around longer, getting a repeat chest x-ray at some point is probably a very good idea. So patients who are in close proximity to an explosion, they should receive a chest x-ray as we talked about. Low suspicion for that, especially with pulmonary complaints or signs of primary blast injury. Perfect. No, I love it. I think that summarizes everything. I have one request to make though, Mm -hmm. is I would like folks who when they take the boards encounter this question i would like you to email us hit us up on twitter drop an apple review and say thanks thanks cm board bums i just got two to three questions right on the board <laughs> and i did all in listening to less than 10 minutes of this podcast that was less than 10 minutes no, it had to be less than 10 minutes yeah, or, or pretty close hey i'm gonna take us out uh, that's another em board bomb delivered remember uh hit us up on uh, em board bombs on twitter um, we're blowing up there, a couple thousand followers, which is nice. Appreciate the collaboration that we have with ASAP. Uh, there's going to be a section on ASAP that's going to be featuring our podcast here shortly. Um, really appreciate the collaboration we've had with them. Blake is going to be starting his faculty role in the great state of Bama. There roll might be, there tide. Might be a, uh, are they roll tide or are they? You got to be careful. There's a lot of Auburn fans there too. What do they say? War? War Eagle or yeah. War Eagle or Roll Tide. We'll figure out who we'll like aligns himself yeah. with. It's actually funny when I interviewed there. Yeah. I accidentally wore a blue and gold tie. Oh, so and I didn't mean to. Yeah. And I and you know I, and they said, "So are you like an Auburn fan?" Because we're just going to end this interview right now if yeah. you are. And I said, "No, no, no, not uh, at all." So their allegiance is a Roll Tide. They seem then. they seem like it. I don't know. I'm sure tie. it's variable. But I said, you know, I'm from yeah. North Carolina. I'm not. Right. I have no no say in Alabama teams. And they're like, "Oh, you must be a Tar Heel fan then." 
and then I really had a big discussion with them. Oh my gosh, the Tar <laughs> Of course they said Tar Heel. This is so frustrating. It yeah. is. Anyways, it's coming from two North Carolinians who did not graduate from UNC Chapel Hill, but two other prestigious institutions in oh, yeah. the great state Very of North Carolina. Very prestigious. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, good deal. We are out. We appreciate everyone listening, and uh, we'll be back in action. There we go. Let's do it.